This is a Monty Moment. I'm Johnny Montepano, getting you ever so close to another college football weekend, another step closer to the conference championships, bowl season, and ultimately the college football playoff semifinals and championship. And we come off the latest college football playoff rankings Tuesday night and some interesting developments that came out of the most recent rankings. Number one, Georgia did leap over Ohio State to be the new number one after another dominant performance, this time over a top 10 school in number nine ranked Old Miss. Ohio State did what they needed to do against Michigan State, but what we're seeing from the Bulldogs is A, they're looking like their usual dominant self, and B, they are getting healthy and peaking at the right time. Their tight end, Brock Bowers, returns Saturday night. Mims, the right tackle, returns, which, which helped with that O-line, especially in pass protection. So while this is a different kind of Georgia team from years past, you know, without the Jalen Carters of the world, they're still the Bulldog squad that we've known for the last two national championship years. Michigan State at number three after their biggest win of the season to date against Penn State without head coach Jim Harbaugh. Florida State, Washington, Oregon, Texas, and Alabama also remained unchanged four through eight respectively. So not a surprise there. Then we get to some notables outside of the top eight at, um, after the most recent rankings here. How about the Missouri Tigers moving up five spots to number nine after taking it to the Vols on Saturday? Louisville up to number 10, which is great news for the Florida State Seminoles there at four. Some debate about the 4-5 spot with Florida State and Washington, but if, if Florida State can continue to do their part and win the ACC championship game against what looks like would be Louisville, a top 10 team right now, then that would definitely help their cause. The Oregon State Beavers moved up to 11, which is big as we get ready for that clash on Saturday with Washington coming to town. That's good news for the Pac-12, but at the same time, a spoiler alert, a spoiler possibility to the Huskies as well. But it also, also helping the Pac-12 resume is Arizona moving up four spots to 17. Iowa moved up six to 16 after shutting out Rutgers. And yes, that over-under last week at 28, it's 27 and a half in some books, did go under last week. So that's what we're looking at here with just a couple of weeks to go until Selection Sunday. But let's go over the top eight again because there's still a lot to digest there with just a couple of weeks to go. And let's break this all down. Now, right at the top, Georgia overtaking Ohio State, the new number one team in the CFP rankings. I know there was some mixed overreaction, you could call it, with, with those two. But the first one or two CFP rankings, I always draw some controversy. But over time, it corrects itself like it, like it did on Tuesday night. You know, again, Georgia's getting healthy. They're dominating right now against good teams and they're getting the job done and they're looking dangerous at the right time. And for Ohio State, you look at their resume here and what they're doing. You know, like we talked about before, they have the wins against Penn State, against Notre Dame. They do have the best wide receiver in the nation in Marvin Harrison, whose name we'll be talking about a lot come NFL draft time in April. You know, they've got Travion Henderson at running back as well. But, you know, for them, it's all going to come down to the big game against Michigan a week from Saturday. So with one and two, and with three with Michigan there, I have no issue with that because it's not going to end that way. You know, when we're back here in two weeks after that first Sunday in December, and we're here talking about the CFP rankings that first week in December, getting ready for the, for the semifinals and ultimately the championship game on January the 8th, there's going to be only one Big Ten school represented this year. In the semifinals now so that's going to take either Ohio State or Michigan out and again I don't see a scenario where 
both of those schools are going to be in the top four and playing on, on New Year's Day in the semifinals. But let's get to four to eight because that's where the fun really begins in all of this with just a couple of weeks to go. Now, right now, I, I agree with Florida State being at four. You know, to me, Washington's defense is a question mark. Their resume right now is a question mark as we're sitting here right now. Now, again, in a couple of weeks, that may change because we're looking at Washington playing Oregon State, which I think is a very sneaky matchup coming up this Saturday. There's no question mark with, with the Huskies about Michael Penix. And they, again, huge test Saturday against Oregon State. If they can survive going to Oregon State and beating the Beavers, then definitely helps their cause. But it's it's very sneaky, that game. In fact, it's so sneaky that the Huskies are actually getting points in that matchup on Saturday. And we will pick that game as one of our picks coming up later on in the week. But you also see these rankings. And again, the head-to-head -head matchups, again, they do matter here. Washington still above Oregon, the top one-loss team in the rankings there at 5-6. Again, no issue with that. I think that's the right decision. That could be a, that could change though. We do see that upset that we were talking about with Oregon State come Saturday. You look at Texas, Alabama. That's still seven eight, which I think is again is the right call because again the committee is telling you that head to head matchups matter. And if that and you know they, if they break their word on that, that is going to be alarming here. And I just don't see them doing that right now. So Texas at seven, that win against Alabama continue that that win over Alabama. I think right now when you look at the the whole rankings in general, that could be the most important win of the season when we're talk, when we're coming here in a couple of weeks if everything does come to fruition. But you look at this Alabama team, the Tide, they look dangerous right now. They're playing some of their best football too. And for all the talk and concern about Jalen Milrow, he's playing like one of the best quarterbacks in the nation right now. He's coming off of a three-touchdown passing and rushing game against Kentucky. But again, Alabama has to do their part, including beating Georgia in the SEC championship game, which we did figure out is going to be that that is going to become reality there in a couple of weeks. But not only that, though, they need to get some help to get to the top four. You know, they're gonna they're gonna get some with either Ohio State or Michigan losing again the one Big Ten school in. But they're gonna get some help from either Washington and or Oregon because there's gonna possibly maybe only be one Pac-12 school in. If maybe those those Pac-12 might cancel each other out, I still think you're gonna get one Pac-12 school in. But let's take those two. But the question with Alabama is, are they going to get some help from Florida State and Texas faltering in the end? Because those are the big questions that remain to be seen. Because let's just say, for instance, that the Tide beat the Bulldogs in the SEC Championship game. And even that would also depend on, on how. But let's say they win big here. Let's say they win by 2-3. Let's say they dominate Georgia, just for instance, in the SEC Championship game. Let's, let's, look, at the scenario, let's look at the possibilities here. You're going to have a Big Ten school in you're going to possibly have a, a Pac-12 school in. So that's two. Let's say Florida State goes undefeated and they win the ACC championship against Louisville, especially against Louisville, which looks which would be a great win for their resume. That's three. And what about Texas winning out? You know, the committee has told you that Alabama cannot leapfrog Texas. You know, why would they break their word now? So that's four right there. The Big, the big Ten, the Pac-12, the ACC, and the Big 12. That right there... That, that leaves Bama out, out of the mix there. And also, let's say that Bama wins a very hard-fought, low-scoring game, even high-scoring game, you want to say, against Georgia, where let's say they win it on a game-ending field goal. That might not be enough to take Georgia out of the top four. So really, the Tide have to have a, a, must have a, a lot go their way here over these final couple of weeks. It's not impossible, but at the same time, it's also very, very challenging. So 
what we're looking at here are a ton of scenarios with just a couple of weeks to go. There's going to be controversy. There's going to be schools and students that are going to be disappointed and heartbroken at the end of the day here. But that's what we're looking at in the final year of this 12-team playoff. But if you also look at those CFP rankings, also from week from this past Tuesday night, you also saw that you know Penn State dropped to 12. So they went from 10 to 12. They only dropped two spots. So that also, in a 12-team playoff picture, would look very, very uh, interesting to talk about. Now they only dropped two spots there against Michigan. I mean, they played Michigan tough. They had a lot of questionable play callings, but you saw how Michigan, final 32 plays, run the ball against that Penn State defense and really keep Penn State out of the possibility of getting the ball back. And even when they had the ball, some very questionable decisions from head coach James Franklin to the point where really, I mean, that that's it's a fireable offense there from Penn State. But in the 12-team playoff, we actually you actually see some fun coming out of that with like the schools from 13, 14, 15, 16 on. So maybe it has the potential to be kind of cool next year. But right now we're looking at it. I mean, there's still eight teams for four spots. It's going to correct itself, but, you know, we have to watch the games going on this week. Now, I will be honest with you. You look at the top eight schools, the top ten, eight uh, teams in the in the playoff rankings here this coming upcoming weekend. There's not a lot of great matchups, but, again, you have to watch them because not only is it if they win, but how they win here. But there's two top 25 matchups in the out of the top eight here. But you look at the schedule for this Saturday, you've got Georgia traveling to Tennessee – Coming off that, Tennessee's coming off that very bad loss at the hands of Missouri last week. So Georgia travels there at 3.30 p.m. Eastern there on CBS. You've got number two, Ohio State, home to Minnesota. That is a 4 p.m. kickoff on the Big Ten Network. Number three, Michigan is at Maryland at 12 noon on Fox. You've got number four, Florida State, home to North Alabama. That is a 6.30 p.m. kickoff there on the CW Network. To me, the game of the week, though, one that I'm going to be paying very close attention to is number five Washington, the Huskies, traveling to 11th-ranked Oregon State. The Beavers, that place is a very tough place to play. DJ Uyunglele is playing fantastic there for Oregon State. That, I think, is a game. We're going to pick that game later on in the week on, on another Monty moment. I think that's a game that actually can give Washington a lot of trouble. So that is a game to watch. That is a 7.30 p.m. Eastern kickoff on ABC. And if Oregon State can, upstate, uh, can upset Washington, that might be a, a little bit of a shaker in terms of the discussion when we're back here uh next week number six oregon will will face will be at arizona state at 4 p.m on fox number seven texas is at iowa state at 8 p.m kickoff there on fox and number eight alabama is home to chattanooga so another chance for alabama to really beef up their numbers and show the committee that they are still alive as well so a couple of weeks to go here in the playoff in the in the regular season as we head closer to the conference championships we head closer to selection sunday there that first sunday in december and I tell you what, a lot of, again, a lot of possible outcomes here with just two weeks to go. That's how we like it, though, right? I know this is for the students and for the fans of those schools themselves, it is going to be a lot of stressful times. But as fans like, like I am, it's going to be fun to watch. So enjoy these last couple of weeks of the season. It's the start of a big week for me here on the, on the Empty the Bench Podcast Network. I will see you twice on Thursday this week for... Empty the bench. I will be filling in for Tom there. I'll be joining Nick Morganson. We'll talk about, obviously, Jim, the Jim Harbaugh situation with Michigan is a big storyline. We will talk about that as well as these rankings and so much more coming up Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern. I will see you back also at 7 p.m. Thursday night where we'll 
We'll pick the Week 12 games against the spread. We'll, we came off of 1-2 and two week against the spread last week. Went 3-0 straight up, but 1-2 against the spread. We'll give you picks. Look forward to the games this weekend. Touch on some other stuff that's coming up on Thursday at 7 p.m. And then Friday at 12 p.m. will be Week 11 of Football Friday, where we'll go through the NFL slate, as that season now is in its second half as well and coming down the stretch. So a lot to look forward to, both college and pro-wise, here on in terms of college and football here on ETB. For more, like us on Facebook and Twitter at GameOnETB, on Instagram at GameOn underscore ETB. If you have any thoughts about my thoughts about the CFP rankings, you can also uh, like and uh, you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at MontabanoNY. Check us out on our YouTube channel at YouTube.com slash ETB Network, where if you like our, our content, please leave us a like. If you're new, please hit that subscribe button and make sure you hit that notification bell so you know when all of our stuff is going to be coming out. We've got new shows also in the works that we'll be debuting here over the course of time. We've got live streams also in the works, so make sure you have your notifications set so you know when all that's going to come out. You can also check out our website at etbpodcast.com where you can get more information about all of our shows here on the Empty the Bench Podcast Network. And if you cannot watch us on YouTube, make sure you can listen to us wherever you get your favorite podcast. That's Acast, iHeart, wherever you get them, we are there for you. So I will see you twice on Thursday, back on Friday, and then back next week for so much more. This has been a Monty Moment, and I'm Johnny Montabano.